0: Thank you very much Herman, uh, big horn, big lungs right there. Hello. It's Chappie, the British butler. It's Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, episode 99. 99 i i really should have gone out to the store and got maybe 99 red balloons well obviously that doesn't work because me counting the uh, gnomes in my garden obviously didn't work because i got the number of the show wrong again yesterday is anybody listening is anybody taking account of these dastardly deeds i'm doing i mean i'm getting it wrong pretty constantly so maybe the balloons are a way forward maybe the balloons I could pop a balloon, you know, and start popping balloons and counting balloons at the beginning of the program. I have to do something. But, you know, I don't think I'd forget 99. I do not think that I would forget 99. And it's a big one today. It's Germany, England, coming up on Tuesday. Will it be The Great Escape? I do love the... uh... (laughs) I love how we sense that it's going to be a great escape. We're already. I mean, it's not going to be a phenomenal victory. Um, you know, it's not going to be Henry V at Agincourt. Um, it, it's, it's, it's the great escape. We have to get through it and escape, hopefully, not on penalties. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't go to the penalty kicks because that would be awful. There's an ominous tone in the background as well. I have a rumble of thunder in the background here and yeah no no, it's not because of the curry i had last night no everything's uh, everything's perfectly fine in the sense of the whole curry situation uh but no it, we're here again it's keep calm and cauliflower cheese i'm your dear host Chappie. i'm in my butler's nook i'm a little bit worried about the thunder and lightning it could get very very frightening because the higher level that you are the the more danger you're in i believe I am, a, I am a little bit worried that my um, big British bulk may be, uh, may be hit by lightning or uh, shaken down by thunder. Who knows? Well, you've got a whole hour to uh, wonder if Chappie's going to be blown from his butler's nook. Well, Matt Hancock was blown from his nook. Well, his nookie was blown, I suppose. I mean, there's so many jokes here. We'll be going over those later. I've been keeping a whole compendium of uh, Matt Hancock jokes. Probably the best name of a, uh, of a politician ever. Maybe since Willie Whitelaw. I mean, that was Willie. Margaret Thatcher's little Willie was, was perfect as well. I mean, they do, they, do, um, they do give us the headlines now and again, don't they? But we do have a German England special today. Uh, a couple of days early. we're uh, We're going to uh, we're gonna really build this up. Um, I was thinking about doing a show especially on Tuesday but you know what I'm trying to pack up the towers I'm trying to pack up the towers and there's, there's just not enough time in the day at the moment I mean I would love to stop at the moment I'm really urging a chocolate biscuit I'm really urging a chocolate biscuit a chocolate digestive one of the Cadbury's chocolate biscuits right now I want to dunk it in my tea I am a little bit worried when you do the sort of tea dunking thing. I don't want it to break off into the tea, but I don't want a hot chocolate slash tea. I don't want any slash actually in my tea, but I, I do fancy a little bit of dippage. Just lightly, gently melting the chocolate. I want it dripping. I want the chocolate in my dripping in my mouth, not in the tea. But that is the essence of the show. It's Germany, England. It's Matt Honk, Hancock. I need to go back to elocution school. Hancock. I mean, I can't get my tongue around it. Well, obviously Gina did, but anyway. I do wish that uh, Amazon could deliver me a packet of biscuits rather than the quickest slide. That's just what I fancy at the moment. I mean, it's middle of the afternoon. I mean, some, some uh, sandwiches with the crust cut off. Maybe cucumber sandwiches, maybe a um, smoked salmon. That would be lovely. Um, but the biscuits, I think, or a, or probably a sponge cake, cream in the middle, strawberries on top. I saw a I saw a lovely. Um, I think it's Daniel Gavesh, the chef, had a um, an article in the Mail today where he's doing like a strawberries and cream cake. Oh my! God god father it really looked wonderful just with the start of wimbledon coming up as well i mean there's so much to uh, look forward to but in terms of looking forward to this podcast we are going to be focusing on england germany but also we have a new type of uh, dating instacart uh, we'll be talking about that uh, a little bit later the uh, moth butler prophecies maybe you'll be looking at that as well but in essence, we have German versus British food, which is the best cultural difference of Germany and Britain, the language factory. Uh, six little big differences between Germany and England. Also, um, the infamous advert I'm gonna push you towards. It's a beer commercial. It reaches the parts where the other beers cannot reach. Well, maybe I've got the wrong one there. And it Well, th- both these beers can that I'm thinking of can reach the parts that other beers cannot reach. Also, um, I'm hazarding a guess how the Germans are training for this uh, this game. 30 hilarious German insults you should start using immediately. And of course, we do have Matt Hongcock. I'm having trouble with that name today, without a doubt. Um, also, um, there's a German YouTube channel which just has a chap eating sausages. Uh, maybe I'll be playing a little bit of that later. Um, and Pinecone Football... That's something that I've uh, really amused myself with during the course of the last week just really knocking around a little uh, little pine cone uh, imagining two uh, goalposts there I mean it entertains me on the way to work uh, we never talked about the magic of evaporated milk I know we didn't talk about that did we um, the uh, sunbed sprint the Germans versus the English that's another way of deciding this gladiatorial tie on Tuesday just get the Germans in their speedos I mean the German speedos would definitely have the black red and uh, yellow and then you'd have the St George's cross you know right across the crown jewels as it has to be for the English and then they're running towards the sunbeds I think that would be marvelous I've I've almost thought about putting my uh, Austin Paris speeders on and running through the sprinklers recently but I, you know, there's a lot of elderly members of the uh, of the society over here, and I, I think one or two of them may get a coronary if I start frolicking through the sprinklers in uh, in just the uh, the Union Jack, so to speak. But it would be the Saint George's Cross being England. Alas, Scotland have been knocked out. Alas, our leakish friends, the Wales, they've been knocked out as well. Uh, so it's just left for the England to uh, hold the nation's hopes on its shoulders not that I think eh, the Welsh might be supporting us I don't think the Scottish will they'll probably be plumping for Germany Um, but who knows there's some Scots out there who I'm sure would uh, break open their Tannic tea cake and share it with us English and support them uh, when it comes to uh, Tuesday's game one of my favourite ways of deciding a big clash is to get my dogs to do a blind food tastes and today we do have well thank you very much thank you very much hanko 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 we do have a cumberland sausage and a german bratwurst which one will come out the worst i'm sorry i'm actually uh, borrowing that joke from somebody uh thank you madam for the uh, use of that joke i will uh probably make you a marvelous meal as a repayment for that rather awful dad joke Um, but that's how we're going to decide it. I think that's how the, uh, the dogs can make the decision on who wins just through the, uh, eating of a sausage. It's as simple as that. So we have the German versus the British food, which is the best. Uh, we have Afra versus the apple pie. Strudel is a national cake of Austria, but it's also a firm favorite of Germany. It is made with a lighter, thinner pastry than a pie and is rolled into a long shape before being baked. While you're mad to say no to a slice of either or strudel, the layering of pastry and fruit is strudel and the bottom likelihood of a soggy bottom or what makes the dessert superior to a simple apple pie. Germany 1, England nil. And then we have the Schweinschatz versus the pulled pork. The uh, Schweinshax is a pork knuckle previously considered a poor man's dish due to the less favorable cut it is made from the meat is marinated for days before being roasted on a very low heat and it's almost falling off the bone pulled pork is similarly marinated and roasted for a long time but then shredded and often mixed with barbecue sauce both ways of cooking pork are equally delicious but we give it one one there's something appealing about not having to remove the meat from the bone then we have Lipkuchen versus gingerbread. Due to the high likelihood of breaking a tooth on a gingerbread man, Germany wins this round. Lipkuchen tends to be softer in texture and also come to the added bonus of chocolate or sugary shell. Germany 2, England 1. Weiswurst versus haggis. Weiswurst, a Bavarian delicacy, and haggis, a Scottish traditional dish, are both well loved but also rather acquired tastes. Weisswurst is a veal, sausage, or occasionally pork. Often served with a pretzel which gets its name from a pale colour which is a result of being boiled rather than fried or grilled. Haggis is also boiled but is made of sheep's pluck, heart, liver and tongue, minced with onion, oats, suet spices and salt and pepper. I mean you can't really have the haggis on the... Well, I guess, will you lend us the haggis for this round here? You know, well, we give it 2-2. Two, two. I think the haggis beats the vice versa. Uh, then Stolen versus Fruitcake. Although both contain dried fruit, both are served at Christmas time. Stollen is more like a sweetbread, while fruitcake, as the name suggests, is a cake which is more fruitier. The fruitcake is often fed for weeks with Madeira, sherry or brandy, meaning it tends to be moister and more alcoholic. For this reason, fruitcake beats Stollen. It's England 3, Germany 2. And then we have... Brat Kartoffeln versus roast potatoes. It's a very close competition as both types of potato ultimately comfort food, although the bacon and onion gives the Brat Kartoffeln the edge of decadence. Nothing beats a perfectly crispy, cooked on the outside, fluffy on in the inside, roast potato. It, it goes England 4, Germany 2. And then we have Sauerbraten mit Klondel versus Shepherd's Pie. With both of these dishes, there's variations in the name based on what kind of meat they use. The uh, Bradish sauerbraten is made with beef, uh, whereas the Rheinschisch Sauerbrouten is traditionally horse meat. However, nowadays the dish is more commonly made with beef. Thank God, we don't want uh, Shergar. Well, maybe Shergar ended up in the uh, Rheinschisch Sauerbrouten many, many moons ago. Along similar lines, shepherd's pie is made with lamb mince and cottage pie uses beef. While Shepherd's Pie is a great comfort food, Saarbraten is marinated for days, making the meat incredibly tender and earning the German dish a goal. Germany 3, England 4. Um, and then we have the Deutsch Frost Duck versus the English Fry Up. Compared to the daintier habits of the French and Italians, Germany and UK don't hold back when it comes to breakfast. A proper fry up is delicious and a great hangover cure but does not leave you feel like feeling like you need a shower to get rid of all, all the oil and grease in a nap afterwards. So the huge range of spreads, cheese, cold cuts. You know what? I'm, I, I don't agree with that. The fry-up is a marvellous thing. I mean, it's after this game, if, you, if you're if you drinking a keg of beer during the game, the English fry-up would be... I, I don't want cold cuts and meats for breakfast. Anyway, the author of this piece gives it a goal to Germany. 4-4. And then you have the schnitzel mit palm versus the fish and chips. Although originally from Austria, it's safe to say schnitzel has been widely adopted into the German cuisine. Fish and chips, on the other hand, is the dish most stereotypically associated with the UK. And I had fish and chips. Whenever I see fish and chips, I go for it. But I, I just, you know, it's very rare to be able to find it. And I'm looking for the perfect fish and chips in America. But the schnitzel... Is a thin cut of breaded pork or veal served in a number of ways, topped with mushrooms, onions, and cheese, but nothing beats a simple piece of battered cod with mushy peas, chunky chips, and salt and vinegar. As we go to the break, it's England 5, Germany 4. So next we have the curry versed mit pom versus the bangers and mash. One classic street food, the other is the epitome of home cooking. The sausage is a curry versed dish sliced up and covered in sweet curry ketchup served with chips. Usually sprinkled with paprika. In the end, both dishes are essentially sausage, potato and sauce. But the England team go and win. uh, a winning combination of sausage, mashed potato and uh, delicious gravy. England 6, Germany 4. And then we have the Kaispatzel versus cheese on toast. The simplicity of cheese on toast makes it a favorite first thing in the morning or late at night. But the Kaspatzel soft egg noodles served in a pan with melted cheese and fried onions is even more delicious. Germany get a goal back. Germany 5, England 6. Paprika salt chips versus salt and vinegar chips. Paprika is the most uh, prolific flavor of uh, crisp and chips in Germany. The UK and the FN doesn't seem to have one flavor which they prefer, but the salt and vinegar crisp brings in mind the chip shop chips with salt and malt vinegar. Therefore, is a truly a traditional English staple and flavor. But the point goes to the paprika chips for the round, though. Germany has such a range of shapes and styles of paprika flavor. Chips, uh, it's hard not to see why they taste great. And they also make your lips go white after eating them. So Germany 6, England 6, and the tie breaker round. Ladies and mantelpieces, Frau, Fraulein, um, is Bratwurst versus the sausage rolls. Bratwurst are a matter of national pride in Germany. They're sold uh, at imbisses and street food stalls throughout the year and range from tiny uh, Nurnberger Bratwurst to the monstrous one meter Bratwurst that you can find at the Christmas markets and Oktoberfest. Sausage rolls, though are a common occurrence at most British bakeries, But the day has not yet come where you can buy a one-meter-long sausage roll at your local Gregg's. Wouldn't you just love that, though? While both are fine examples of traditional finger foods, bratwurst is usually only served in a standard white bread roll, meaning the humble sausage roll is the champion of this final round due to its delicious, flaky pastry coating. And the final score, if we try to predict the game on Tuesday with German versus English foods is Germany six but England have seven goals oh dear dear dear. Matt Hancock the disgraced British politician I was gonna say former British politician he did resign today but here we have some of Matt Hancock's greatest hits Uh, I have to say hits carefully obviously um, uh, yeah, so are coming up with the number one, uh, hands, face, uh, and, uh, on your knees, uh, Matt, uh, handsy cock. Uh, oh wait, the health secretary is also allegedly taking blue pills favors from Pfizer. Uh, the, uh, Tory blue pill wall keeps getting stronger. Uh, social distancing doesn't apply if your aide is bent over the desk. She only dated him because she thought he had a direct line to the chief whip. Uh, Matt, two hands on his cock. Uh, head of health and carnal services Uh, Hancock uh, giving his jab uh, to everybody and anybody no appointment necessary after hearing about the health secretary uh, Boris will welcome him to the club and give him a promotion Uh, I kept social distancing about um, three and a half inches on a warm English day of course I uh, I stopped trying to stop myself by thinking about Margaret Thatcher on a cold day but the uh, boys still came out of the barracks Uh, eat out to um, help out And, oh, don't worry, I don't need a mask. I already have a face covering. Hmm. So I love reading the daily tweets on the So Very British. They seem to strike a chord every time I read them. Their tweets come under the hashtag VeryBritishProblems. There's been several books written. uh, A typical phrase that the British person might say, along with its perceived translation. For example, fancy a quick half... Uh, fancy going to the pub for as long as possible. Uh, from reading these, it appears that there's a well-documented stereotype that British people tend to say one thing and mean something completely different. As a result, uh, you think about the German, what the German people have in common stereotypes too and whether we share any common traits. So we have the common uh, German stereotypes. Uh, German people are direct and abrupt. The first common british stereotype british people are polite and take a long time to get to the point point. Uh, and then on the german side germans have a hard exterior brits are very open and welcome uh, germans aren't very good at small talk overzealous british small talk can lead others to question how genuine they are uh, germans are perfectionists and want to get things right everything they undertake The British are quick-witted, Germans are efficient, the British can be devious. Other differences between the culture, a study on sleep patterns has shown that the Britons sleep on average of eight minutes longer than Germans and spend an extra five minutes in bed, whereas Germans rise straight away and get up on those days. This can be uh, reasoned and coupled with their efficient nature, while Germans are always faster at settling down at their towels next to the pool whilst on holiday. Uh, Does one nation communicate better than others? We certainly cannot say that either country has superior communication skills as each is commonly unique. It has its own rules and patterns of behavior and either right or wrong. Every country has wonderful differences between them as a result of their unique histories, politics and culture. Some interesting facts about German culture. Germans are the second largest beer consumers in the world after the Irish. The popular German surname is Müller. There are 35 dialects of the German language, Th- 65% uh, of the, on the Autobahn highway has no speed limit, uh, JFK saying, Ich bin ein Berliner, I'm not a jelly donut, uh, rather than I am a citizen of Berlin, seems to be an urban myth, uh, many German people say that it would sound odd if Kennedy had seen Ich bin Berliner in his speech, as he had an American accent, wasn't from Berlin, instead what he said was spot on and translated, I am one of the people of Berlin, Interesting cultural facts about the British culture. The British drink more tea than anywhere else in the world. Chickens outnumber humans in Britain. There's over 30,000 people with the name John Smith in Britain. Britain has the highest rate of obesity in Europe. Britain bought the world soccer, rugby and polo. There we go. That's the British versus the Germans and their cultural differences. And cool. So ASMR, a very popular German sausage is Sausage Mukbang. But there is a YouTube channel with a chap just eating sausages. So we're just going to dip in slightly uh, with our uh, help from our friend on the accordion here. So this champ now starts munching away... Here we go, just... So he's he's dipping the sausages in mustard uh, and uh, rubbing the toast against his beard. He's actually rubbed the bratwurst on his beard as well. And uh, he's just munching on sausages constantly for 15 minutes. Is a special YouTube video. And you're just hearing him munch the crispy skin of the Bratwurst. So, uh, ASMR, sausage merk bang. You can. Mixed you can, sausage. This is cool. Yeah, you can join him and watch him eat sausages on his YouTube channel. So I think we've all become a little bit lazy during lockdown. Uh, all of the Instacart deliveries, we're not going to the grocery stores anymore, getting all our food delivered, Uber Eats, Postmates, all of the Grubhub, all of those. Um, and something I noticed, I think it was last Saturday. So we ordered uh, ordered a little bit of Instacart. Um, and those were going to be coming around six o'clock. Ordered a pizza uh, and they were going to be coming as well. And uh, we're expecting one other Amazon delivery as well, so there was a, there is a real chance of three delivery drivers arriving at the same time. Now I don't know. I don't think this is uh, an uncommon practice in the uh, COVID or post-COVID or coming out of COVID world. Um, but I was just thinking, you could start. An ingenious person could start a new type of dating. Like almost like an Instacart Uber Eats dating where the drivers meet up as they deliver your food, parcels, um, digestive chocolate, biscuits, whatever you're looking for. And as they meet, you could set them up. It could be a very crafty way of uh, getting some single delivery drivers together as they meet on your doorstep. And then one would hope you'd be invited to the wedding uh, years down the road they met on your doorstep. Maybe, maybe they could marry under the arches in your doorstep and you can throw confetti out. So when the wedding day comes, you know, you could have uh, the vicar standing on your doorstep, the happy couple that met whilst delivering your food and packages on the doorstep. And it's a wonderful new, new way of dating. Forget Tinder, forget Bumble. It's uh, doorstop, doordash dating. As I was trundling in to do my butler duties uh, the other day, I saw on the pavement, on the sidewalk, a very, very large death moth. It was a black moth with, like, the skull on it. It was a huge moth on the, uh, on the pavement, on the sidewalk. So it made me think about the chaos theory, the butterfly effect. Don't, th- you know, don't think that, you know, the champy keep common cauliflower cheese show doesn't stimulate all of your neurons. Because it does. I mean, look, look we're talking about the butterfly effect now. Is a sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state of the uh, deterministic nonlinear system can result in large difference in the latter state so this term closely associated with the work of the mathematician of meteorologist edward lawrence he noticed that the butterfly effect is derived from the uh, metaphorical example of the details of the tornado the exact time of formation exact path taken being influenced by a minor uh, Perpetuations such as the distant butterfly flapping its wings several weeks earlier the discovered the effect when he observed runs of his weather model with the initial condition that data was rounded in seemingly inconsequential manner he noted that the weather model would fail to reproduce the results of runs unrounded initial condition data very small change in initial conditions had created a significantly different outcome so this made me think you know it's almost like the Butler Mothman prophecies. And I was thinking, though, if this death moth flaps its wings, you know, maybe instead of getting a rather sort of tepid meatloaf for dinner, you could get a three star Michelin meal, maybe some uh, roast duck or a beautiful uh, Boyer bays or the best crepes you could ever have, just by the death moth fluttering its wings ever so gently. Or maybe if I capture the moth and feed it honey or some sort of sweet nectar over the course of the next few days, maybe if I could get its wings to flutter three times, England could beat Germany, even on penalties. So I have to find the death moth one more time and uh, and just see if uh, I could get it to flutter its wings a few times to get the right result and maybe Biden and Boris would open up the borders so I could travel back to the UK to see uh, friends and family I mean that'd be wonderful as well so my own pet death moth could cause a butter mothman type butler prophecy and cause the time continuum to change over the course of the next couple of weeks where Normal cast iron results change in one flutter of a moth swing. Welcome along to Chappy Towers for our Determination Annual Sausage Eating Competition. I have my dogs at the ready. I have a German Batwurst and I have an English Cumberland. These were cooked earlier because I didn't want steaming hot sizzling oil and meat uh, burning my uh, precious puppy's mouths and um i have them on a plate you know i have a uh, a little german flag there i've got the yellow uh, the black and the red and we have the uh St. george's flag on the other plate so i have the cumberland curled round looking very sizable very juicy on the saint george's flag plate and then on the deutsch plate we have a pretty good-looking meaty brat first. So, I've uh, blindfolded the dogs uh, from a, is a Victoria's Secret eye mask from a former life, and uh, not that I ever wore it. Well, maybe. And it's on each of the dogs. So let's introduce the dogs here. We have George the Water Collie, ten years old, weighing in at about thirty-eight pounds. We have Jack the rat Terrier. Uh, he's probably weighing in at 18 pounds but he might bite my hand if I put him on the scales. and then Maggie Moo Mrs. Muggley Maggie the Corgi she is weighing in at a pretty hefty 28 pounds but she looks a lot heavier. So gonna put the plates down and uh, we're gonna see what happens. So there's a lot of sniffing. There's a lot of banging around of the plates here as we're um, as we're observing the game that could determine who wins: England versus Germany. So there's a bit of sniffing, and uh, George actually tentatively picks up a piece of Cumberland sausage and is starting to chew. Uh, there's lots of mastication going on. I said mastication, not what. Uh, well I guess Hancock doesn't have to do that anymore Um, and so that's going on George is chewing up so we're going to give England one introducing Jack into the equation Um, I think he's trying to get sausage off each plate but we're not going to allow that I I think he likes the spiciness of the breakfast rather than the uh, English meatiness there so he has gone for the breakfast and he's gobbling that down Oh, and I had to pull him away before he cobbles up uh, the uh, cumberland as well so we have england one germany one introducing maggie to the equation here maggie decides she's wriggling around and it's difficult to concentrate uh, as a dear podcast host we were wriggling corgi in one's hands but i let her go and she's going straight for the Cumberland she's gobbled it down she's actually taken two pieces of Cumberland is that two goals we can give i don't know we're going to give we're going to give one goal to england which gives the final result england 2 germany 1 in the sausages in competition with my faithful hounds as we celebrate the germany england game Coming up on Tuesday, I want to take you back to 1994 and go and look up on YouTube. Look up beer advertisements, beds, German versus English. I think it's on the fish and chimps. Uh, uh, if you subscribe to fish and chimps, thank you, fish and chimps. Uh, and uh, no, when the uh, name of the beer is mentioned, I'm going to uh, uh, say saucisson. So I'm going to say saucisson. <laughs> We're making it neutral. The, the, the French saucisson. <laughs> uh when the name of the beer is mentioned on this advertisement but but go and watch it this is the audio right now Yes, basically in the notes you have uh, alarm going off, Germans getting very irate because the alarm's gone off at the wrong time, running to catch their sunbeds, rather handsome British chap with a uh, Union Jack towel. Tossing it over the balcony, uh, it's uh, bouncing like a bouncing bomb, Dan buster style, on the pool. It bounces onto the sunbed, and therefore uh, beats the Germans. And uh, the Germans are cursing. And the uh, fella says, "Turns out nice again." Welcome to Tampa Trombone. So we have um, a woman orders chips and salsa at a restaurant, but can't stop laughing when she's given something very different. Uh, what would you expect to be served if you ordered chips and salsa at a restaurant? Tortilla chips, tomato salsa. So TikTok user Casey Burns thought when she ordered while dining out in Italy, when her food arrived, she got a bit of a shock. Casey moved from Italy to America and often documents a big cultural differences she comes across everyday life. Uh, one of her recent videos in the social media platform explained it's rare to find chips and salsa on menus in Italy. Uh, she said, "I live in Italy. I went to a restaurant the other day and say chips and salsa in the menu, and it's a very, very rare find indeed." Um, so the clip then cuts to a stock photo of tortilla chips being dipped in a bowl of salsa, as she confirms what she's wanted. Uh, the restaurant served her a bowl of crisps, two sachets of Heinz sauces, tomato ketchup, and indeed mayonnaise. If that was me, it would be goodbye, Mr. Chips, and no tip. <whistles> and watch out chaps a mama slammed her husband after he left her with the kids to go and watch the euros then returned at 5am the next morning sharing a story anonymously the pregnant woman said her partner went out for a couple of drinks to watch the game with some pals she then woke uh, got out of bed at 10 and woke later that night when he arrived home expecting to be out at 11 when the pub shut but not half five when he stumbled in uh but uh, what upset him more that he meant to be looking after the one-year-old while she goes out for lunch uh, something she had not done in a long time totally dead to the world uh, so she couldn't even go so she's sharing a story on net. my partner said he was going for a couple of a uh, couple last night four months pregnant and have a one-year-old i went to bed at 10 uh, p.m and then heard him come in and i looked at the time it expected to be at 11 o'clock as the pubs around here are shutting earlier than usual but it was five well i guess it's a game of two halves but in this case he forgot his better half <coughs> but we do have some breaking news Okay, and our, uh, our breaking news uh, today does come in from the uh, cravat club. Uh, it's very essential knowledge. As you may know, perfectly matching your pocket square to your cravat, your ascot can be considered unbecoming. It's often considered more elegant uh, for your cravat, ascot, and the pocket square to carry contrasting patterns or designs, picking out similar colors so your silk accessories complement each other. I'll definitely put this up on Instagram. But what is your drunk alter ego's name? You need the first letter of your name. So in this case, the first letter of your name, in my case anyway, is uh, A, Lil. So, and your zodiac sign, Aries, and uh, mine's Trainwreck. So my drunk alter ego name is Lil Trainwreck. Uh, let's try another one here. I'll try my mother's. Uh, so her is Ice, and uh, Virgo, Ice Butt. Is my mother's name. Uh, My dear papa uh, would be his drunken, alter ego name. He's sort of teetotal, although he does enjoy a a glass of uh, white peas porter now and again. Uh, So let's have a look here. Woke uh, and uh, woke gobbler is uh, dear papa's. Woke gobbler is papa's name. Um, Okay, my lovely. Let's have a look here. What is my lovelies? Uh, DJ. keller dj keller is my lovely's name and uh let's try uh, uh v victoria angry um <laughs> angry but is a uh, is victoria's drunk alter ego name and then little cat we have ice sniffer so she's ice sniffer try today we'll put a bell on insta what's your drunk alter ego name lovely having you here for the podcast today. Our little. Uh, Euro 2020, uh, Germany, England uh, in England session here, uh, episode 99, the Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. So you can listen across many platforms, all the audio platforms, uh, Apple Music to Pandora to TuneIn. Uh, you can listen to it nearly anywhere. So I did uh, the other day hold up a light bulb. I mean, you wouldn't think that light bulb is admit light normally. Uh, But the LED ones, apparently, if you press them to your ear, you can hear Keep Calm and Cheese through an LED light bulb. Isn't that amazing? Uh, But also, if you like a little bit of music in your life, if you like a dance, if you like a jig, if you like the conga line, we have a musical Butler Emporium conga line commencing in about an hour when we release the podcast. We have uh, Ebenezer Good. We have some Holly Johnson. uh, We have some uh, Black Grape Reef. Uh, more Cola Boys, Sophie B. Hawkins, uh, Did You Fool Around and Fall in Love, The Pogues, Queen, Michael McDonald, lots of yacht rock in there as well. We do like to sail away and get away from all our troubles on the podcast. So that is uh, Keep Coming, Collie of Our Cheese. And uh, next we have the poem. This is a new poet, Crispin Thomas, uh, Watching England versus Paint Drying in the Euros. What is it all about us? How do we ever cope? All that expectation, all that inner hope and how come every single time we watch our nation rise from previously obscurity to stars before our eyes. But sometimes watching England, you start to wonder why it's almost as exciting as just watching paint dry. Why do we always sense it's here we go again, the constantly comparing thing, we're not as good as them, the hype and vibe before it starts each tournament we're in, euphoria to deep despair the moment we begin. And even if we keep clean sheets or we top the group, it doesn't matter what we do just to stay in the loop. It's all about results, they say. It's all about defence. Who cares about attacking? It's really common sense. Who gives a jot for quality exciting play or style a coat of sage emulsions far better by a mile it's clearly more rewarding than england on tv your laptop or your smartphone when you'd rather be just brushing on in gentle strokes with sweeping moves and care something which england we rarely see out there perhaps i'm being cruel or too long in the tooth to finally accept at last the blatant glaring truth even though our brand new kit is always fascinating and nothing in this world I know is as nice as decorating and you can call me negative in phone-ins in the press and why we follow England is anybody's guess and still you have to ask yourself and start to wonder why we better watch them when it's better just watching paint dry absolutely superb marvelous to have you here again keep calm and cauliflower cheese 99 I will be back next week with a hundredth episode I better get my thinking cap on. Cheerio!